Welcome back to She Prop Talk. I'm Beverly, your host, and my guest today is M from Forsaken Fairy. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Um, I am really excited to talk today to you because, and I don't even know where to start because you're, um, the amount of work and the diversity of the, the things that you do is really, um, really impressive. Uh, you do special effects and well, you know what, I shouldn't say what you do. I would love it if you would say what you do. Tell us a little bit about yourself oh, and, with this, and everything that you do. That could take all episode long, by the way, because based on what I've been seeing and, and, and what, you, what we've been talking about, it's pretty impressive. Um, okay. Uh, people always ask, what, tell me about yourself. Um, I have to honestly get over that as a bad habit. I realized over life that's an insecure thing that I don't realize it's considered insecurity. Um, Putting you on so the spot, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I'm just always very reclusive, so I'm just like, yeah, whatever, in a cape dark somewhere. Don't ask me about my life. Here's a project. Bye. Thank you. Um, but yeah, um, I do special effects, makeup, uh, costuming, illustration, uh, voice acting, and I'm, I used to also do stage acting as well for um, musical portion. Not right, I should actually not say stage. Musical theater. And what else? And then there's other <laughs> random bits and pieces that kind of go hand in hand with all those skill sets that you kind of just pick up along the way because it kind of diverses, you know, job opportunities. So yeah. it's honestly, I have a really randomly weird skill set um, beside that. So it's like if you didn't think someone would possibly pay any kind of attention to learn that I'm uh -huh. probably did <laughs> because I was like, <laughs> why not? Uh, well, I just can't get over, you know, when, when we started talking about getting you on the, on the, on the podcast, it was just like one thing after another. And, and usually there's just like one specialty that we get to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are so many things that, uh, I really want to know more about, um, with what you do, because it's like all, okay. all, all things that um, I think a lot of people either um, are hoping to maybe learn about or have done a little bit of, or mm -hmm. um, yeah. So let's start with um, what do I want to start with? Let's start talking about uh, special effects and makeup and stuff. Um, I'm really interested. So you sent me some some photos um, and. The I had to pick, by the way, because I realized I couldn't, uh, for your show, I wasn't sure if I could send you super gory things, so I was like, I'm oh. not trying to scare anybody, so I thought oh. that was not the most... It wasn't? Shock. <laughs> no, please, send send me some stuff, like, I really want to know, like, I, I, I'm fascinated with all of the uh, the gory stuff that you, um, that I found on your on your website. Where, where can we find your FX uh, work? Because you have several different accounts and things for the different uh, areas of um, um, work that you do. If you're trying to find just straight up just the makeup, um, if it's MFX makeup on Instagram, um, or if you just go to my main portfolio website, which is miss-manda.com, I have like the little sections put up and the makeup is I think the last category mm -hmm. um, in it. Awesome. Well, I'm scrolling through your Instagram right now and it's, it's just it's just so awesome. Can we talk about the, let's just talk about the gory stuff um, to start off with. Sure. I'm, I'm 
I am so fascinated. I did a zombie run, like a fun run, a few years ago. And mm -hmm. my favorite part was when my husband, um, they had like a makeup station there with just some people that were yeah. just kind of doing some makeup, some gory makeup for the zombie people that would like jump out and across the runners. And uh, that was the best part of the whole the whole day was watching the makeup ap application for this. Um, mm -hmm. So what is, if someone was interested in starting out with doing some gore effects, where, what, what is something that is like a, a, a basic application or can you, can we start talking about terms and like some, some basic stuff? Sure. Um, so this is that like vastly different from when I started in special effects because now there's more opportunities like YouTube has a lot of stuff now. And then you could also, the internet has like even wide and more where, mm -hmm. um, a lot of companies you couldn't really get to because believe it or not, a lot of the entertainment industry still is a little bit old fashioned. So you can still order things from like a catalog kind of situation. So like getting these like certain like products and things you would hear over the counter would require pick up the telephone number and call so-and-so to talk to a representative to get something oh, or really? catalog. Yeah. So it's been in, or you have to go in person to the store. Um, and if you don't have a special effects store in your area, it's, you know, it was, it was going to be a nightmare, so you had to, like, improvise. Mm -hmm. um, so so for starters, um, I'm going to use what, what I did. was pretty much, um, I grew up har as a horror movie fan. My mother loves horror movies, vampire. Everything runs through our whole family. Um, and the biggest thing that turned me on the special effects makeup was getting to watch the making of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Uh, entirely, I don't know if they still had, I think you can find it on YouTube, but there's the actual music video thriller and then there was an entire document series called The Making of Thriller. I used to rent this VHS all the time from Blockbusters. Oh, wow. I'm showing my age here, by the way. <laughs> rent this VHS I think I've seen so, that. Yeah. so much. <laughs> and I was just so amazed at the makeup and that I fell in love with like Rick Baker and I was just like, oh, 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 this so, is awesome. I need to get into this. So that was your um, first foray? So I used to do the terrible thing. That was what got that you was my That was my first scene. Oh my just God, seeing the awesome. Thriller music video and then seeing that behind the scenes when they were making everything and they were explaining uh, rubber mask grease makeup paint, which no one really uses anymore, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and just like having like just everything. And I was just like how they use the balloons and a hand pump to like um, – make the appearance of like the skin stretching and morphing and, and I love practical effects. I am oh, one of wow. those people that like till this day, I like, I love CGI for what it is. And, but there's just, I'm, I'm very biased in the fact that like, I kind of think nowadays it's a little bit too overused and you miss the realism. Like for me, my favorite, 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 uh, special effects, non-makeup movie is Jurassic Park. You can show Jurassic Park from when it came out in the nineties, you can show Jurassic Park now. And those dinosaurs still look amazing as puppeteering and animatronics and people in suits. And but they did use CGI for, you know, where it was needed, but like it still holds up. I was looking, I was rewatching Star Wars The Phantom Mentis <laughs> recently, and I was like Oh Lord. <laughs> okay. And then it got worse and I went into Attack of the Clones and I was just like Oh gosh. <laughs> what in the oh my goodness. Wow, okay. So, um, so that was a starter for me, and my mom was the one with the, the makeup. She's uh, 
more of a, a feminine lady. So she had like all this expensive makeup and I used to steal it from her and her eyeshadow, expensive eyeshadow palette. So I would just kind of look at like how people's faces would look in the movies and stuff. And I saw she had some of the colors. Okay. I would try and emulate it. Um, and she hates when I tell people this story. Uh, but one night I saw her eyeshadow and I kind of like, I had this like fake tube of blood that you could get from like party city supposed to be for the vampire fang effect. Mm-hmm. Had it lying around. I got this weird idea to, I was like, I put it around my nose. I saw her eyeshadow and I made like a bruise effect on my face. I have a younger brother, so we always get into fights. So I came in the room one day and I am her, I'm her less obnoxious, but most problematic child because of my strange humor and wit. So I always find the weirdest ways to freak her out. Um, So I came in the room and she freaked out that my brother beat me up. And she was, oh. a, she was literally about to go off. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I was like, I was like are you kidding me? <laughs> so this started this lifelong trend when I decided I'm going to get into special effects and I needed to test out how real my makeup was. Oh, no, your poor mom. <laughs> so, when I was, so when I was starting out, the first thing that um, I did was I had Googled, like, um, uh, special effects makeup kit like what is the standard that comes in it because I was used to theater makeup but it's the same thing essentially but you know there's a little bit more uh, chemistry involved as well um, and I don't excuse me sorry um, and the one thing that I would I, I always like to tell people so because it tends to be like nowadays like a line blur between um, beauty makeup and special effects because it's all makeup um, but there honestly is a certain skill set that is much different. Like you can look at a tutorial okay. juice and, you know, look at someone's face, put on the eyeshadow and everything, but it's an entirely different kind of skill set when you have to use dangerous chemicals in order mm-hmm. to make prosthetics, uh, safety precaution when I'm putting that on someone's face. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I've seen some videos where people use some really unsafe things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I understand you're being, you know, clever and things like that. But if you're trying to, like, if you're taking a really weird picture of yourself that's only going to sit on your face for a second, I guess. But, you know, if you're trying to get something to last a little bit longer, wearable nonetheless, um, or put mm-hmm. on someone else's skin, yeah. it's not. Um, and then on top of that, there's um, heavy sanitation involved because you can mm-hmm. easily get infections from, um, and I will further explain um, all that if you'd like. Yeah, sure. um, so, you know, when starting out, um, especially uh, the biggest thing I tell you is set yourself a budget. Set mm-hmm. yourself a budget, but also don't feel pressured to have the latest, greatest, and most extreme thing. There's a lot of products out there. Everyone's always advertising the daunting like things. If, unless you have an allergy, uh, you will be fine with liquid latex, which you can get both clear, um, new, neutral, neutral tone, and Krylon actually offers um, slightly tinted versions of of the uh, latex, but you can also you know tint it yourself <laughs> as well. Um, okay. Latex, tissue paper, crappy tissue paper. Not don't go out and get like the nice two ply that will not help you. You need like dollar store one ply. (laughs) If you go and pull off one sheet, you can see through it and where it is a veil. You need the crappiest, crappiest. So not the puffs plus like super quilted northern. No, none of none of that. None of that fancy nonsense. None of that. (laughs) It's not needed here. Um, Cotton balls. um, You want to make sure you have alcohol. Um, and this is very important to know the different types of alcohol. If you are working with uh, products that you need to sanitize, 70% and above. Okay. 
Um, anything below that is not going to really help you out in any kind of way. It will be small sanitation, but like when you're really um, needing to clean and get stuff off, it has to be 70 and above. Mm-hmm. 99 is usually what is used for alcohol makeup to activate it, and you cannot okay. activate alcohol makeup with anything less than 99. Um, although when you are using it, um, it evaporates much quicker than any of the other ones because of how proof it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, cleaning-wise, 70 or if you can find 91, even better. Okay. 99, um, I will also say, huh? I was about to say, 99 uh, is also the most expensive one to get as well. Okay. I was just going to ask where are these um, available at like the drugstore or su- supermarket? So if you go to like CVS and write it, you can definitely get 70 and 91%. 99 is a little bit of a hit and miss because they'll show online, like if you go to CVS Writing Online, that you can get 99, but not a lot of times you can. So the places you can get 99% alcohol from um, is the FX Warehouse, you can, um, or any um, online special effects place, or if you go to a soap making company and you can get a gallon. A soap making company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. All right. Cool. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it's in a lot of um, products, especially for like shampoos and more um, liquid products. Uh-huh. Um, and also they also have recipes for making like hand sanitizer and other yeah. sanit- things as well. Yeah. So it, it's also, again, best thing for sterilization, um, especially when you're making um, body care products that you don't want anyone to like, you know, get any infections yeah, from yeah. anything contaminated. <clears throat> But if you definitely okay. check the uh, the webs the websites for any special effects or th- um, theatrical stores don't really have it. So if there's like a theatrical supply, I've never actually seen them carry alcohol or sanitation stuff. Maybe they do now okay. because of thing. Yeah, um, I could definitely tell you any FX supply place and any um, um, like wholesale um, wholesale supplies plus dot com is the soap making and body skin care. Um, oh, okay. Company, so you can definitely get products from them as well. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'm going to put some links to everything in the um, in the show notes, so mm-hmm. listeners, um, don't worry about writing that down or write mm-hmm. it down. <laughs> These are really great resources. Thank you so much. You're um, well, cool. So we talked about alcohol and sterilization or uh, sanitation and being safe, which I think is like so paramount. I think that people sometimes get so eager to just jump right in that they kind of forget about um, being safe. So uh, I, I really like to I like to hear that you are you are really, really careful about that. So that is awesome. Um, OK, so we've got our crappy tissue and we've got our uh, liquid latex. Liquid latex. And, Cotton balls, all of that. Um, what is what's next? So, if you just have those things, you can literally use that to make burns, which I have made incredible burns. I will send you pictures of burns yes. because those have all been made cheap tissue paper and liquid latex. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, and. The cotton balls are usually used for building. Now, I personally don't like really using these. I prefer using tissue paper for things, but. Um, so tissue paper can be used for what you're doing, um, again, burns, um, skin, um, issues. 
such as you can use it in little areas like around the eyes if you want to try and get like the more of the wrinkle effect um, okay. if someone's having a bad sunburn and the skin peel or if you want to do the peel <laughs> where I've seen some people like on online where they'll do this thing where they'll have the peel up the fake skin and then you see like um, the tendons and everything in hand yeah. so that's what you can honestly use that for and oh, to okay. do things to do things like that uh, if you have a plastic surface or a metal flat surface, you can build yourself little pieces of fake skin by oh, literally okay. just smearing on liquid latex and putting little layers of tissue paper. The tissue paper is what gives um, toughness to it so it doesn't tear as easily. Oh. Um, oh, and I completely forgot the most important thing to do to have is baby powder. Okay. Because if you're working with uh, liquid latex when it dries, it will stick to itself. So you need to make sure anytime you're doing anything um, like open wounds and whatnot, uh, you powder that thing the hell down. Okay. Um, so like, so yeah, if you're trying to do like a skin flap or something and say like you have, I wish I had it near me. Um, <laughs> you're probably, I probably should drag my makeup kit over here now I'm thinking about it. It would have been better to show you what I you you can if you want. I mean, this is, um, this is, yeah, this is your on. time. Exactly. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I'm telling something with invisible air. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. So this is the thing that I carry. <laughs> this is one of my makeup uh, cases. Oh my so this, gosh. Is, so this is a little portable thing. <laughs> it's a strap, and it also turns into a backpack, and it can go onto um, a rolling bag. But this is what I take with me to the theater and on set. Um if I don't need to carry a lot of stuff because I have a regular makeup case for other things and it is, it is like hauling a car around. I bet. <laughs> it it is, that must it be is, incredibly heavy. <laughs> it really is. I have some decent arms and I got the nickname of being called guns because of this nonsense. So I'm like, I'll take it. But like my arm is going to fall off one of these days. All right. Um, Okay, so these little things, you can, I think you can buy this as a set, because I know I did. So I got this off eBay, like, a good time ago, and this is like $10. Okay, um, so describe what that is for someone that might just be listening. So this is a spatula. Um, this is a double-ended, so one end has a flat, round side, and then another one has a little bit of a, a point. A little bit of a okay. point to it. And then this is just a little metal palette. Um, so this is great for sanitizing and any type of things. If you want to um, keep products clean, um, this is also for mixing uh, okay. products together. And this is also what I use to, if I need to make, um, excuse me, latex fake, uh, fake pieces of skin. So what you would do is okay. if you were to, like I was saying, if you were to build like a little um, skin flaps, like you want to do a peel back. You would use this, and then you would just kind of take a little um, sponge um, applicator, and you would just kind of stipple around some of the latex product on here, dry it, either let it dry by yourself, or if you have a hair dryer, speed up the process, even better. Okay. Let that dry, stipple on a little bit more, then put like a little thin layer of uh, tissue paper, stipple it on a little bit more, and then you would end up having, until you were like pretty much satisfied with how thick of a layer it was, and before you do anything, you will take powder, and you would kind of just dust around the top edge, and then using like a using one of the spatulas, you use like the rounded edge side, and you just kind of pick up the side. Now the key thing to picking up latex is that as soon as you immediately lift that skin up, you need to shove the baby powder in there, 
and just kind of have the brush already underneath that little pocket. And as you're using one hand, you should also keep this on the table, but um, having one hand lifting it up, the other hand is pretty much dusting, like you're dusting fingerprints um, underneath. (laughs) So as soon as you peel it off, it won't like immediately fold into yourself and, you know, adhere to you. Um, And then the... So if you're just working with just that basics, you can literally start stippling some of the um, liquid latex on your hand and then reapply it there. I don't use, and then, or if you have spirit gum lying around, I don't like spirit gum. I, yeah, it's I've not mixed not, things about spirit gum. I've it, never really it, used it. It works if you're putting jewels on yourself for face painting. I okay. will, I will say that spirit gum as specific specifically a certain brand of spirit gum not any kind of cheap one this one is called Krylon's water soluble spirit gum it's a little bit more expensive but this is um it's super hydrating and it's kind of somewhat waterproof so this one is um more adhesive um and if you're a sweaty person this will stick for less but i would not really recommend this for facial applications this is for again if you're sticking leaves to your face or little accents, but not a facial prosthetic. Um, for facial prosthetics, Prosade is honestly the best thing to use. And you can get it in, um, from anywhere now. Like Prosade itself is a brand, but everyone makes their their own version of it. It literally just looks like a little bottle of white glue. And what Prosade is, is, is a medical grade adhesive. So it's exactly what you think it is. It's medical grade, which means you put it on you don't want this in your hair because (laughs) getting it off can be um, a bit of a nightmare, especially if you get it um, in your hair. But the best thing about it is, is that it holds Mm -hmm. up when you're wet. Now the double standard with this thing is that it has, it's um, if you use rubber cement and how you have to have two parts dry and then attach it, Mm -hmm. that's how you use prosate. Okay. But you have to make sure prosate is completely dry before you do that. Like there can be no extra glue forming it has to be completely dry, otherwise it will reactivate itself. So even if like really? the whole area is dry, yeah, if you have oh, like a small, okay. if you have a small corner where that's still uncured, <laughs> if you start sweating, it will reactivate the whole thing on your hand, and then your stuff will, or whatever it's on, and it will fall off. So it has to be one hundred percent dry. Oh, interesting. Is there a certain remover that you use, or that? So you can remove it with ninety nine alcohol. Um, okay. However. Skin irritation is an issue that a lot of people really want to tolerate having to rub alcohol on their skin. So I personally, I love using this um, isopropyl myrosate. It's a really fine mineral kind of like oil. Okay. Very, very greasy. Um, it's actually, it's very light, but it but you touch a, a, a small amount of it and you feel like it's all over your hand. <laughs> but it's nice to use because all you have to do is just take like a little... Um, you know, con swab of it and just press it into the area and just let it soak and just peel it right off. Oh, um, awesome. Okay. And it's good also for taking off makeup as well. Um, and then, and so this is my fat, this is my, my, if I absolutely need a quick fix. Now me and my lovely mad scientist self, I like to make my own chemical cleaners. So I make my own brush cleaning solutions and my own makeup removers, especially because when I work with people, um, sometimes you run into people who have allergies. So mm-hmm. there'll be that one person that is allergic to the main product that everyone else is using and now you can't use it on them and they, they have to find something. Yeah. So I have to take, you know, 
my chemistry knowledge in hand and also skincare knowledge in hand yeah. and on the spot come up with something that I have or either go home and do something, especially if it's like a multiple show situation where I can go home and not need it right then and there. Yeah. Um, I had an actor that I did um, a prosthetic for on his scalp and he was breaking out and he was bald headed. So he like um, would start um, getting like acne pimples yeah. and whatnot because of the prosade. And again, it's being put on his head every single night. He's sweating. So the irritation is going to build up. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. had to go home and put together um, with what I had testing out a product that would remove it where I wasn't using aqua, so much alcohol that it was drying out his scalp and causing the irritation, okay. but enough to remove the adhesive, sanitize the area from any kind of infections from having to wear that so long, and then also at the same time keep his skin hydrated. So um, that's a personal choice and a personal service on my end because I just like um, really customizing certain things like that for people that I work with because I, like I said, I care about um, you know, sanitization and I care about people's health. So I want to make sure whatever yeah. I'm using, they're not going to afterwards be like, I broke out to a million like hives or something after that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can, I can only imagine. So do you have to, um, do you have to make sure in advance that an actor isn't like say allergic to latex if that's what you're, yes. if that's what you're using? Yes. So that's, yeah. um, I try to not use, I try not to have latex, but I carry latex around with me. Um, what is it that I have? I have this stuff called Creature Liquid Latex. It's because um, I usually get the regular kind um, from the special effects um, company near me. But during like Halloween time, we have like so many haunt attractions. I'm in Philadelphia, so we have so many haunt attractions that trying to get some that like, one thing when you're tr- the, the shop and the service every, everything yeah. local yeah <laughs> i'm like crap so i i got i got that off of amazon and i had to use it for something but other than that i really tried not to to use it i prefer working with silicone okay. um there is also another alternative not a lot of people use it and not a, i don't think a lot of people know about it but it's called watermelon skin um, I, think, I feel like I've heard that term before, but yeah. So it's yeah. like, so it's like how latex is in the sense of it's slightly transparent and, you know, it's adhesive, but it's vinyl. Um, and the way that yeah. it's made, it's kind of like similar to how you are um, curing latex where, um, because it's water-based, um, in case you don't know small information, if you're ever trying to cast anything with liquid latex as well, mm-hmm. so if you're not only just, as you know, getting to that, but, like, if you're not just, like, building up a little um, fake wound or something for yourself and you want to try and make your first sculpt mm-hmm. out of something, you can absolutely do that with liquid latex. Just know and understand that because liquid latex needs to evaporate and water needs to be pulled out of it. It needs to be sitting in something, not like this, this would never work. Um, it needs to be sitting in um, some, most likely a cement mold okay. um, because it will not cure very well in like a silicone mold. And okay. what cement does is it's the same thing as you know what it does on the, as a sidewalk for concrete and whatnot is it absorbs the water and pulls it down into the earth. So it pulls the water from that's inside, you know, the chemical, the latex, so that it's curing, dries, and gets pulled into that. So the same thing with um, watermelon vinyl is you get put it in your mold and you scrape it on, and I believe um, you have to you have to treat it the same. The only difference is is that with liquid latex, once you powder, you know, the one end, 
heal up and powder the other end, it's good to go slap it on your face. Watermelon is kind of like when you're using silicone, um, and when silicone adhesives that you're putting on a body, this is a caustic, a caustic thing, mind you. I'm gonna forewarn anybody who ever wants to do silicone prosthetics at home. Don't be scared. It's just I'm used to it, but for some people who have a sensitive nose, it is a it's a doozy. Um, it's a product called Super Baldies, and it okay. is very um, Super Baldies. Super Baldies. Um, okay. The best way I could describe it is it's like smelling ammonia. Extreme Ugh. ammonia Ugh. smell. <laughs> uh, like a like a like a terrible cat box kind of ammonia smell. <laughs> kind of. Except for it smells hot. It smells hot as you build it to smell hot. Um, uh, okay. And super ball let's see. As I go digging for this, I don't even think it's in here. No. It is at my chemical station. I should have realized that, but um, oh, that's okay. So the Super Baldies is actually it's like a gelatin, and with that stuff, in order to use that, you could use the Super Baldies as is um, from taking it out, and it's super super thick, but it's not going to spread as easy. So what you have to do is you. This is what also makes it again fuming wise. You want to make sure you're wearing like some sort of mask on your face. Is if you have a little cup. Um, the little plastic like medicine cups mm-hmm. and you take a teeny 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 and scoop them out of super baldies you thin that out with acetone oh, okay and then once you mix it up you pretty much have what looks like a cup a shot of water and you take whatever crappy paintbrush you have that you do not care about and you brush that on and you have to do this in layers so you have to wait for it you have to do a thin wash let that dry thin wash let that dry and oh, then once okay. you have that on um it's what you, you that's what uh, the Super Baldies adheres to, and you peel it up. Now, if you were using that same thing for silicone, silicone um, is not, unless you pre mix colors in the silicone, it's very, very hard to paint silicone without a silicone paint. So, in order to make it paintable, you would have to cover your silicone um, platinum cure mold with the Super Baldies first, get a few layers to create like a film skin. Then pour the silicone on. Then once that's dried and cured, then cover that in. So now you have super baldies with a silicone encase. So that's wow. the three different ways you can make the the prosthetic. But that's 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 crazy. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> it, it, it 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 is a lot, and a lot of people are like it's so cool. But then like they don't know what they're asking for when you yeah. do it, and it's like what this takes so long, and it's like yeah. well. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about um, the 16 million steps. Um, so what can what kind of uh, silicone do you use? Um, um, and... I use dragon skin. I okay. love dragon skin. Um, okay. It's. I think if other cosplayers who are into mermaid cosplays, they're probably familiar with it because I, mm-hmm. from my understanding, dragon skin is what's used to make the mermaid, the uh, neoporin mer- um, mermaid tails. Mm-hmm. as well as some of the silicone bras for people who like to cosplay as well as I could actually like dive in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used, I used that stuff for my Hella costume. Mm-hmm. I love dragon skin, but I, I've never really made a prosthetic. Well, I actually too, recently yeah. found out that uh, smooth on makes a new kind of dragon skin, which is supposed to be a two part of silicone adhesive that goes directly on your face and or on your skin. So you're not having to make a mold and cast it, et cetera, et cetera. But if you have the money to buy that, that is also an easy starter as well, because I think they come with everything and some paints. 
um, to mix in with the skin as well. Um, I think it probably might be a modified version of the silk pig um, pigments, uh, but they have, but they have that. But yeah, um, the base, like it's a basic kit, you know, if you just have liquid latex, if you just have um, toilet paper, paper towels, things like that, that is pretty much you know, your best way of starting off with something. And obviously you need the paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, so the biggest, so the biggest thing is where can you, you know, what type of paint and you know, what to get it, et cetera, et cetera. And like I said, it can be super, super daunting to like get the most high end thing. Um, especially when you see everyone use it, especially when you watch YouTube, you know, excuse me, you got to remember a lot of those people are being paid to push a product. Mm -hmm. So if you constantly <laughs> hearing repetition of the same thing, same thing, in my personal opinion, go out and try it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the brands that I absolutely, uh, theater makeup that I absolutely love that I use both on people for photo shoots, bridal things when I uh, occasionally will do those. Um, and just for like a uh, regular, like general special effects, I love Mayron. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Mayron has a line um, of foundation called Celebrity HD. It's a cream based and it's made of aloe vera and it's for sensitive skin and it's hypoallergenic. So I always try to keep products, like I said, that have like the most minimal, like anything that could happen. And obviously I will have like the small amount for, okay, if I have someone that's super dry skin, super mm -hmm. oily skin, mm -hmm. um, and I will, but I always tend to have like a lot of skincare, you know, friendly stuff for people. Um, and their celebrity product is really, really great. Um, ben Nye, Ben Nye has always been the, the thing. And the thing is about Ben Nye is... It's even though it's theater makeup, you can still use their stuff for regular day makeup, and not a lot of people will, will think, like because you see really? the you see the title. It's very weird because it's like you see. The, I guess it's a mind game sort of a way because you associate certain products with like what they're used for in the industry. At most, sure. that thinking outside of the box. Oh, I can use that for something else. A lot of people fail to kind of like notice or turn the wheel to realize, oh, wait, I can use this outside of justice. It doesn't just have to have that one purpose. Yeah. So especially because makeup can cost a lot of money and you don't yeah. want to feel bad for like buying an eyeshadow palette. And right. it's just like mm, that's <laughs> on my eyelids. I made it for like four nice dates out of the year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but when I said yeah. eyeshadow palette, it, it works as two yeah. different things. So um, well, the spy is not the best thing to use it for, especially if you pay some money is it's pigment. So if you need to do some color correcting or mixing in a product, you just scrape some off and mix it in there. Um, especially when you're doing product projects with uh, resin and you need to make jewel tone things really quickly. You don't have color. <laughs> really? I have in the past. Yes. Yeah, so and I used to make like, um, cast of like jewel, uh, jewelry and stuff for props. That yeah. was my secret of scraping so my eyeshadow. You just exploded my mind. Are, are you kidding? Really? That's it's okay. It, 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 it's so, you know, and wow. it cured and it was pretty and it had the nice effect. <laughs> um, All right. That's, that is, that is amazing. I, I never um, would have, never yeah, would have so even thought to use for that. Things like that. And even then, and they, like, even if you also have eyeshadow and you want to do, um, you know, like a horror makeup, like a basic thing, like if you want to do like old, old stage, like old age, old stage, mm. old age makeup yeah. <laughs> um, and things like that. If you want to transform your face, um, especially for Halloween um, or if you have a character, you know, that needs like a lot of detail, but you don't want to go out necessarily and buy, excuse me, um, all these products, you know, that other people will recommend, you know, to use. You can get away with a good, if you have eyeshadow, if you have it in the colors, obviously, you mm -hmm. can get away with shadowing your face with just that. Like I said, when I was a kid, 
I use that to make bruises on myself. Sure. <laughs> and it must work really well based on your mom's reactions. <laughs> it really is. Like my thing, my go-to thing is if my mom believes I'm actually hurt, I know I'm doing something um, great. So I am notorious you know, for texting her out of the blue, especially if I get a new product or something and I want to play around with it. I once texted her these fake bite marks on my hand because I was playing around with rigid collodion mm-hmm. and I was just like seeing the effects of how it pinches up on the skin to make these little pockets, which by the way, rigid collodion is great for photo shoots. Just don't ever use it for like actual um, long-term wear oh, and, okay. and whatnot. It, it, unfortunately it sucks. It like, it like, it'll stay on, but it pretty much once it dries, it's like a thin, it's like peeling off dry uh, glue if you were to take Elmer's glue okay. in a dry hand. That's what how, it does after a while. So how long would you um, recommend somebody, like maximum amount of time, leave it on their skin? Because I do Honestly, know some cosplayers that have... Shoot. Oh, yeah? Okay. Just I've for seen... if you're just... Yeah. Okay. If well, you're having like a nice stage photo shoot and you want to have like that real, um, you know, real realism effect put it on for, you know, the photo shoot. Um, and then afterwards, if you're trying to walk around long-term with it, uh, it, depending on what kind of injury or effect you're trying to go for, more than likely latex or a prosthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I had to do a picture of these bite marks. She thought I got bit by a She's like, oh my God, do you need a rabies shot? And I was like, oh no, I'm not going to make that. And she's like, are you kidding me right now? So I, I just had this history throughout my entire like life since... So great high school doing this to her um poor mom (laughs) she really at at this point you would i was like ma you know i would never send you actual like injury photo without asking first so you should know why i'm so unique like why (laughs) why oh my gosh but yeah so when you're you know so you can get away with you know using certain things like that and again um, if you want to buy like the cheap eyeshadow palettes that you see, you know, at um, where where you usually get like cheap, like really cheap eye palettes, like Marshall sometimes will have like have them. Um, I had, like this one brand, Makeup Revolution. I know you can find them at Ulta and whatnot. Their stuff isn't very bad. Uh, doesn't have honestly a long wear, but it doesn't yeah. cost an awful lot, so yeah. that's perfect to use. Uh, BH Cosmetics is another. A company where their palettes don't cost an awful lot and mm-hmm. you can you get a lot of colors from them eyeshadow so can go longest way um, try things out basically pretty yeah, much and, and like stuff out. Yeah. yeah and i know like you want to hear that again people want to you know to get the recommendations they don't want to you know put the money in and stuff like that but again you can find alternative products to things that don't get so caught up in like the title of something say this is specifically sure. for no. Sure. <laughs> say that so, like, you know, that SEO can work in the fact that you can right. come look for that specific thing, but you right. can use certain, a lot of things you can use for multi use. Um, another thing is, is getting your color theory down. You cannot do makeup in any kind of way if you do not know color theory. Um, and that goes for skin tones, especially. Um, because a lot of people, you know, everyone in, in, in general has undertones. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of makeup, depending on what you get, will have certain shades or tints, and it's not going to always look the best on everyone. Also, certain colors you put on someone's face may disappear. Um, that explains a lot I about had a- my makeup and things that happen to my eyeshadows and things. Like, I have had that; those things happen to me a lot. <laughs> Eyeshadow just disappearing on me. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you're something that has yeah. like a more pinky undertone, and if you're using makeup that has a pink undertone too, I mean foundation, yes. But if you're using other makeup that has a pink undertone, it's gonna most likely blend in with your your face. Hmm. So you want to go for something that has more of an olive or tan, the exact opposite. Not foundation. None of that. Mm-hmm. Foundation <laughs> stick with the undertone, but like as far as the makeup, you want to go the exact opposite. So like for me, I have a golden undertone. So like my skin is very very yellowish appearing. So what that means is I have a hard time of anything yellow-based showing up on me. Um, and I tried to explain this once to someone who was, um, we had to swap doing makeup looks, and they wanted to kind of make me, I think, look, look, look old or something. And I told them, I was like, whatever you do, don't put any yellow um, tone anything. And I pointed out which products had a yellow undertone base to it. Uh-huh. It's the most neurotic. I, 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 like, I get laughed at about it because it seems like the most neurotic thing to say. It's like, how do you know... Like, this most nitpicky thing, but it makes the world a little bit different because everyone yeah. kind of takes that for granted. You see pink, blue. I'm like, berry pink? Yeah. Purple <laughs> pink? Blue shade leaning pink? Like, um, so she put this, so I told her, I was like, steer clear of that and go for anything that has purple and blue undertones to it, um, you know, that you could put on, you know, on my face. So she did all this this great makeup work, and then she covered it in a yellow base makeup. So by the time, so when they called time to go show off the looks and whatnot, mm-hmm. all her work disappeared on my face because she covered it over with the yellow base that I told her not to touch. Did you tell her and I told she, you so? <laughs> I just looked at her. She was like, she was like, what? And like, because you have to. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to phrase this in the most polite way. Um, you have to understand, and like working in an environment like this, a lot of times you will meet a lot of egotistical people and a lot of arrogant people. So if you tell them up, they will say it's still down, even mm-hmm. though they're hanging upside down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you cannot convince them <laughs> until they go and stubbornly do the thing. And then they're, you know, looking at like, well, what? You know, yeah. and, yeah. and I have to yeah. try my hardest in the background to be like, <laughs> Oh my All God. Right, so move on. My poker face game is really, really on point a lot of times because I have <laughs> the world. I, I, it should be a, considered an X Men trait at this point of having that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> a superpower. Um, well, um, yeah, equally frustrating. Yeah. And yeah, like, wow. Um, well, not to interrupt, but I, I don't want to forget to ask you this question because it was something that I wanted to ask you um, because I, I've always wanted to ask. When we're, and I know I'm kind of like backing up a little bit back no, to totally the latex, uh, back to the latex uh, prosthetics. Um, I know that silicone can last for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, but how long does latex last for? Like, how many uses do you get out of something that you that you create? Um, so any kind of prosthetic that you make is a one-time deal. Okay, um, that's pretty much it. Um, Even silicone. Even silicone, and the reason okay. why I'll explain uh, silicone is a one-time deal is because you have it encased in super baldies. And so with oh. super baldies, when you have to put that on your skin with the prosade, in order to blend that in, you have to use acetone or 99. So pretty much once you erode those edges away and they're oh. glued down, there's nothing left. Okay. So you that take it up, sense. that's why. Liquid latex, you can maybe get away with it. Um... You can I, you can definitely get away with it with liquid latex, but the sanitation thing comes in hand because now that you've had that on you, you've been sweating. 
-hmm. you've got dirt buildup and everything underneath. So that's kind of like, think of it as like a pit, finding a dirty bandaid and then putting it on to cover your wound on your hand. Oh, uh, gross. You know, so no. I mean, okay. you probably, I mean, you can, I, again, I would not do it because I'm neurotic about sanitation, but like you probably could like, you know, sanitize it with astringent. Okay. Um, but the thing you have to keep in mind is that, again, once you peel something up, you lose the edges. So the beauty with, la with latex is you can still take the liquid latex and stipple, excuse me, stipple back on around and then into the skin and then just paint over it so that it looks seamless. Oh, but any okay. of the others, once you, once you remove the edges with the acetone or the 99, okay, you know, that, that's it for that. So how would you... How, what would you recommend if someone is doing like the same look like for a cosplay and they've got like a certain scar that looks a certain way um, and they just want to have like, I mean, would they cast that like you were saying? Yeah, if, okay. if you definitely know that you're going to be portraying this very specific look, that is when you should definitely look into casting because it will save you a lot of time. And the best thing about it is you can make them all in one shot and then put them on freezer paper or whatnot and put them in a little Tupperware, airtight Tupperware container. And now you've got your whole sheet um, of things. And that's what I, you know, when I had to do um, prosthetics, you know, for theater shows and depending on how many shows a night, I would pretty much take that entire, that whole week making out enough for the whole week and then put it in there. So I just show up, you know, for showtime, put it on, paint it, put it on, paint it and not have to go home every night making piece by piece by piece. Yeah, um, wow. so that batching is definitely the best thing to do. Unless you're really skilled oh, enough to constantly repaint that on your on yourself, then, you know, by all means, you can do that. I mean, the other alternative, I don't like recommending it because it's just, ugh, again, this is something that looks good for photo shoots, but I would not suggest wearing it out, is um, the bone wax or the sculpting putty. Okay. And I don't even know where that is. Um, is that like scar wax? Any relation to yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, scar. Well, bone wax is the same thing as scar wax, but it's harder okay. and it's white. So that's okay. kind of like if you wanted to do like again like the muscle thing, but you want to sculpt like you see the bone sticking out of your hand or okay. teeth or something. Yeah. That stuff. Okay. Um, it's also known as mortician's wax. Those are the three names oh. you can find there. Okay. Okay. Um, I've heard of that. Just um, one has each one has a different shore hardness though, um, for sculpting. I think mortician's wax is the hardest one. And then bone wax is the second. Um, but the thing is, like I said, you know, putting it on, it's great for, like, making the little scars and everything again for a photo shoot or, you know, if you're shooting a video or something real quickly. But if you're trying to, you know, walk around, especially, like, if you're going to Otakon or San Diego Comic Con, when those <laughs> cons are in the middle of the summer and the heat is, like, on high, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see very many uh, zombie-type gory makeup costumes at those super hot co uh, conventions. I guess for a reason. The whole sweating thing. Um, the sweating thing is honestly controlled. More than likely, it probably has to do with the product. Like, you can get products, but you have to put money into them, and not a lot of people want to. So, like, the most sweat-proof makeup you will ever be able to wear is alcohol-based makeup. Okay. And you pretty much use an airbrush for that. So if you don't own an airbrush, it's going to be really hard. And I mean, the alcohol palettes are fantastic, but you cannot cover your whole face with them. They're great for the detail, mm -hmm. but you're honestly going to have to, you know, use the airbrush. And then once you have, you know, that on, that actually lasts a little bit longer. 
And then there's also certain techniques and things that you can use. So working in a haunted house, I, you have to keep people who were sweating popping up. And like my biggest, biggest hardcore skill set was making sure people stayed as dry and as long lasting as possible as their makeup. So um, I don't know how other people usually do their makeups um, for people who work in haunts. And I'm using this specifically because they're actors who are jumping out of things, moving around, and they build up a lot of sweat. And especially if you're someone who sweats a lot, you could probably benefit from this information. Um, is that, you know, you want to make sure you have some sort of barrier on your face. I use uh, Mayron Skin Prep. Okay. It comes in a regular liquid bottle, but you can honestly just replace it with a screw top and just spritz your face around. And what that does is it beta blocks the pores in your face from sweating. It's not oh. completely foolproof, but it's enough to keep your face, you know, dry while you're applying mm -hmm. makeup. This also, this information also works for using water-based makeup to get water-based makeup to last longer. And again, I'll explain to you how this okay. works. So, Could you use this for regular, like, photo shoot makeup kinds of yes. applications? Ooh, okay. Yes. okay. I use them, actually, I use them for, for wedding. I always spray down, like, when I do weddings for brides, I will spray them down. If it's theater, I don't care. It's the, That's another product, even though it's for theater. So even though it's for theater for spread, I will use that for everything because <laughs> it's that a really, really good product. And on top of it, it doesn't know. cost a lot. Okay. Um, That's great to I know because I'm, I'm a sweaty pre-menopausal mm -hmm. lady, so I I need those tips. And I realize it's in the gigantic case and I do not want to roll that thing in here. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll, like, I'll put a link. <laughs> it's about like 10, it's about like $10, 10, $16, okay. depending on which size you get, but it is, it is the best thing, um, you know, to use in the world. Um, there's two, and there's another version of it, which is um, called, I think, face prep or something it's the same product i think the formula is just slightly different mm -hmm. um but it's the same thing they just have two different versions for what they do um so you want to lay that down on a clean face entirely let that dry now depending on what kind of character you're going to be you want to do uh what uh you know they call highlighting contouring so even if you're you know if you're going to have if you're going to portray a character that's like they got like a strong jawline mm -hmm. Um, deep sunken eyes, high cheekbones, um, sunken in forehead. Mm -hmm. What you really want to do is you want to get the deepest purple makeup. Um, and the reason why I say purple is because everyone underneath you, pull the skin back, <laughs> everyone bleeds <laughs> red um, and a little bit of a biology thing here. Um, blood, before it gets oxidized, is blue. Right. So everything underneath so like is usually purple. kind of red, purplish going on. Um, so to emulate that, and unless you're playing a character that's a different skin tone, call like a Twi'lek or something, uh -huh. that that's an entire different subject. But if you're going for someone okay. that's kind of um, skin tone based, or zombies um, as well, especially mm -hmm. if you want to show that they kind of slightly were a little bit alive and not the whole I'm just gonna paint my face green. Um, yeah. <laughs> having some having some okay. form shade of a dark purple. Um, and adding it to, you know, the highlighted areas and whatnot. If you want to go even a little bit deeper with the um, with black, if you really want to draw in where it needs to be sunken or, dra or dramatize that area. And then wherever you want, again, keep the standout on your face. So high cheekbones, you're going to put, like, the lightest color. Um, so for me, I would go with a beige cream that had a pink undertone, not any of the ivory ones because that's yellow. Okay. So uh, so I would go for a more pinkier one for me. And then I would pretty much go for the cheeks here. I would go for the chin. Um, if I really wanted to make the cupid's bow on my mouth stand out, if I wanted to do the eyebrow 
um, arch here. And then okay. for the forehead, you would kind of go for here. Okay. And then if you're going again for the strong jawline, you would do the very thinnest of the outline here to match where you just now put the dark solid. Powder the hell out of your face with that. Um, and then just kind of, you know, let that let that dry. And then now this one, this is for aquahol makeup. Um, I should have just made that distinguish. So when now you're about to go on for the base for the aquahol makeup. So now when you're spraying that on, now you have this undertone of where the shape of your face is going to be. And then because of how fine mist it is, it lays on with a more realism to it. So you're laying the colors on and whatnot, um, and you're getting the buildup. But you already now have your face shaped up underneath. So now that means you don't have to go super, super crazy heavy, um, you know, making yourself completely solid, but enough that you look like a realistic person um, with whatever, whatever color you're going on. And then afterwards, you can go back over oh, um, with okay. the makeup with like a shadow or a blush or anything to just add, um, you know, any shading and whatnot that you want to do, especially if you're someone going as like a character from Borderlands. Uh -huh. um, and you want to have okay. like those really cool effects, but what this, but what this does is it saves your makeup if you're a sweaty person because once you start sweating, now that's again, this is going if you're going for a skin tone character, not a color character. Uh -huh. um, you know, even if you start to sweat a little bit, that cream outline that you had done already, especially for the darkened areas, if it happens to sweat away on your face where you're like the naturalist, it's already still under there powdered underneath that layer. So if the alcohol makeup portion starts to run away, you still at least have some makeup on your face. Oh, so always quickly, brilliant. quickly okay. touch up with that um, yeah. and whatnot, and then you're good. Now, if you're using water-based makeup, the best way to get water-based makeup to stay on your face and pretty much not sweat off is you need to put foundation on first. Okay. You need to have a, after you have like your face set with a barrier, you need to then put foundation on and powder that. So the one that I use is Nutraset. Oh, if I actually turn this around. <laughs> the Ben Nye Nutraset. You okay. can get them in also colors for uh, for skin tones and shades, but Nutraset is pretty much the most translucent one. And again, everyone, every makeup company brand now makes their own setting powder. Go to the theatrical supply. I think this entire yeah. tub is eighteen dollars. Oh wow! I ha I've okay. had this for years. I've had, this is weird. how much uh, like in it. So <laughs> it lasts for a long time. Uh, awesome. Um, so yeah, so you'll put the foundation on first. Now it's very important that you use a cream foundation and don't get like any of the pump liquid foundations because again, you want to keep the face you know dry. You want to keep the pores compact so you're not sweating. So you okay. treat it as if you're wearing a stage makeup. So for any okay. type of thick cream makeup, um, I would not use the Mayron Celebrity HD. I would use more of like um, the Ben Nye creams because okay. they're very thick stage makeup. Okay. Um, if you're a person that you know wants to spend a little bit more money for a thick, fancier makeup, um, MAC has a stage pancake makeup called Studio Tech. Um, however, it's now it's like now like thirty eight dollars or whatever for a compact. But if you oh. really want it, but oh. you you want to use it. But again, it has a double standard of if you want to use it for your regular day foundation as well, sure. you get both out of it. But either way, you need some sort of pancake thick makeup, not rubber mask crease paint. They still sell that um, on your face, and then you want to pat that down dry with a setting powder. Okay. So now once you have that done, then you can go over it with the lovely water, um, you know, the water-based makeup. And this also gives a much more smoother effect. Now, 
also when you are painting with um, water-based makeup, I know I've noticed people will make very streaky makeup with their face, and the key to not having streaky makeup is using a Philips paintbrush. This is a cheap paintbrush that I got from Michaels. Okay. Um, and for Philip, if no one if no one wants to be specific, it's the rounded top. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you, like, what a Philips? Yeah, I realize I'm like okay. <laughs> all right. No, that's good to know. I love all these tips. Okay. So it's the rounded one, and so what this does is, unlike using the flat flat brush, which is great for detail, the rounded gives the smooth, blended edge. And this is what okay. will give you the seamless makeup, so especially when you're laying it on, you're trying to get a solid base coat on your face, or if you're trying to blend in other uh, face paints to get a more seamless color, you want to use this um, rounded brush. Okay. Because otherwise, any other brush is got to leave your makeup very, very streaky, uneven. Okay. Um, and also it depends on what um, water-based makeup you're using because certain ones have a drying time difference. Oh, okay. All right. There's only, there's only two, there's only two different, um, two different types of base that are in water-based. You either get the glycerin kind, which is the one that lasts longer. Okay. Um, and that's usually Mayron. Um, it's glycerin based, so they have a longer buildup time and blendability. I think Graftobian is also a glycerin base. And, okay. oh, and that's how you pronounce it? Graftobian? Yeah. I've never known. <laughs> it took me I've always been like, is it Graftobian? Like, it might even be wrong. <laughs> so, like, it might even be something, like, even more fancier. But we're going to say that for today. <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay. Holy cow. This is amazing. I feel like uh, I feel like I've been downloading all of your information that you're giving me and trying to, to keep it all organized in my head. This is amazing. I can't believe we've been talking for about an hour already. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, no. This is great. You know what? If this is if this is what we get to talk about, I definitely want to make sure that we get to talk about some of the other things that you that you do um, and give some a little bit of time for that. Um, but if there are if there's if there are any other um, points that you wanted to make or wanted to talk about with the with the makeup the basics let's definitely get to that and then because uh, I want to make time for for some of the yeah. other things you do too um so yeah so again for makeup don't worry about budget don't be intimidated and just try you can look up stuff but at the end of the day what works for you will not work for someone else um and even if a product isn't labeled what it is go for it um again brushes you can literally get these from the art supply store and it's the same thing. In fact, all my special, except for maybe like a few, are actual fancy brushes. The rest of them are all art supply brushes because they're touching alcohol and, sure. and other chemicals. And I am not trying to spend a lot for brushes that are going right. to get, you know, damaged. Yeah. Um, and do you throw so those brushes out when you're, when you're done also, with them? Also, don't... No, I clean these. No. So I, okay. like I said, I'm obsessed with like maintaining my stuff. But after a while, you know, it will wear down and okay. bristles will fall out and whatnot. Okay. Um, but making sure, you know, you have some sort of, you know, good cleaning, especially if, you know, you might be trying to share makeup or put makeup on another person. Um, and again, you can just gradually build up stuff. Um, so you don't have to buy everything all at once. Um, and if you do absolutely want to get yourself an alcohol palette, um, the best thing to honestly start off with is getting like the FX palette because you can do a lot with this for um, wow. okay for blood and bruises. The other palette I would recommend, but I don't know if a lot of people will get it. And this is actually my first 
um, palette that I got in special when I started special effects. It's the Matthew Mungles Star Color, and the reason why I got this is because it was it was cheaper than a skill, uh, skin illustrator palette, but it had more options to it. Oh yeah, look at and that. it was you know blendability, and like you have twenty four colors there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah there, I think there Definitely. is actually. Uh, yeah. And they have a skin tone one as well. But again, all this for the same, we get like half the palette, not even for the skin illustrator. So this was my first, first, first palette ever. And this was, I think, $69 oh, for this wow. whole thing. Okay. And that's the same um, one. You still have it. This is the same one. This is my, oh, first, okay. this is my first thing. In fact, right. <laughs> uh, I would literally tell myself, I don't even know if it's still up or not. But if you are bored enough, you can go on my main um instagram if you scroll all the way to the beginning of it i think i have a little haul like i don't know if they're still up but i think i might have a little haul photo shots of when i was first buying special effects makeup just showing up this is what i got guys this is blah 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 blah, blah. i'm gonna look and, for it <laughs> and if it's not up there i might have archived it and if i did i will go back and unarchive okay okay it. people can see like like i didn't like this is what i had working with that'd be super um, fun and then the, yeah and then the other thing is, is just challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, the biggest thing was, even though I did, you know, some theatrical makeup in high school and I loved horror movies, I had a really crappy job that I was not great. Uh, I, I mean, I was good at it, but it w didn't make me happy. And I was, you know, working constantly. I was seeing so many people in costumes all the time. And I was just like, it, it kept bringing back that sense of, you know, when I used to be on the drama club in, in high school, and I was like, and I would look at people's makeup. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had to do the same. It's like, you know what? It is, you know what? Um, and people, and I'm sure everyone has the same habit of being critical and judging, especially when you yourself don't do any, you know, don't, sure. you're, you're not putting the effort. So it's easy yeah. to criticize and judge. And I was like, you know what? I can do something much more positive than like, look at people with bad makeup on. I can get myself involved <laughs> and, yeah. You know, find some sort of way to instruct people or, you know, get involved mm -hmm. to, like, explain to people how to, you know, do something. Because, you know, a lot of times, again, people don't know. And back in the, back in the day, we didn't have YouTube. So sure. whatever, you know, everything right. wasn't as photographed as it is now. Um, so I had a challenge with myself. Um, I had saved some of my money up from artist alley tables at the con. Um, and I think I gave myself a $500 budget from all of my savings, I took like a small portion from any of my sales that I had um, that didn't go to anything else, table yeah. fees and regular bills. And I set like around a $500 budget that included getting the ridiculous case that I haul around. Oh, now. wow. That's your original uh, case. <laughs> That's I, amazing. I, 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 I just, I had a lot of stuff from original <laughs> stuff. Um, and so I was like, okay, if I want to do makeup, where, where can I do? Cause I live in Philadelphia. I don't live in, you know, Los Angeles. So it's like, yeah. well, you go to do makeup. Yeah. So uh -huh. my first special effects job was working at the haunt attraction, the Bates motel. And Sean is the guy that him and his brother, Robert, the head uh, makeup artist at that company. And they were advertising that they needed makeup artists. Um, and you needed to know this particular skill set. And, the, mm -hmm. and these were the products they used. And I was like, challenge accepted. Okay. So I had a month. I had a month to and figure you had to out. Special, oh, I had a month to figure really? out special effects and process. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was just so dead. I, I, it's not like my job, okay? I was just like, <laughs> I need something different. I need something different. So I was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. So I called up my friends. I was like, so, 
this would be super weird. Uh, I know, like, I'm not very big on socializing a whole lot um, outside <laughs> of work-related things, but I need a huge favor. Would you like to get your makeup done? Particularly, would you like to be beaten up? Or gore or death? You're like, what? <laughs> so I had a friend awesome. who drove all the way out here, and she stayed till like, 2 a.m. in the morning, and I did, like, four different looks on her face, um, and she was my first burn victim. And I'd never done a burn burn makeup before. I just looked up. I Googled a bunch of pictures. I looked at it. I was like, okay, so this is kind of what it looks like. The pinking area is um, third degree when it's slightly. Okay, we got it. Good. Did it on her face with toilet paper and tissues. and Sorry, toilet paper and liquid latex uh-huh. and a really good paint job. And so, and then I just did these pictures. And then when it came time to apply for this job, you had to give them portfolios. So I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, yeah, I worked in theater. Like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah. wow. They're like, the burns are amazing on here. Like, wow. oh, wow. Like, the paint job is amazing. And then back of my head, okay. Um, so I did eventually, like, years later down the line, reveal, like, yes, by the way, I really just wanted this job, so I taught myself this in a month. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, that was pretty much it. And then I got the nickname as the Burn Queen for it. And yeah. then I would later go on. This was not my choosing. It was something that uh, other people have called me or told me from working in haunted houses that I've known as um, – that I've usually hired the most for my paint skill set because everyone else will – again, rely on the prosthetics and a whole bunch of other stuff, I will give someone a very realistic paint job. Mm-hmm. And Well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it through your Instagram again, and it, it's just absolutely incredible. And I'm not surprised because you are also, you also paint. And you were, yeah, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the other yeah. helping hand. But like I said, the biggest thing to learn is color theory. If you can understand color theory, you can understand how you can make blue, purple, and green work as like shadow colors to make up for using black. That's another thing I will tell anybody. If you are shadowing anything on yourself, black is not the only color you use. It will make everything look dirty. You will muddy yourself up. Try and use like a navy. Try and use a deep purple. Um, especially, or a really dark green, depending on what the base of the makeup is, but really try using pur- dark purples and green, I'm sorry, greens, dark purples and blues mm-hmm. as your shadows. Okay. If you really need the black, go ahead for the extra effect, but, like, I, I was guilty of this when I even was painting. Like, I would paint, and the first thing I would do is use black as a shadow. Oh, I'm guilty. But <laughs> every, like, guilty. It's a learning curve, but it's a thing that will make a ton of difference on your makeup, on your face, <laughs> especially with dimension and realism. Oh, that's amazing. That is making me remember um, I did a Hello costume and my 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 contouring skills were zero. And mm-hmm. I you could definitely tell by the makeup job that I did to myself. And I have a really good friend that was like, oh, next time, let me just do your makeup for you. It's, <laughs> yeah. And I love him for it. It's like, yes, please. I need I need help. Like I can build things. But the makeup part of it, I'm Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, yeah. So that's great. That's great to know. Okay. Um, very cool. Well, since I brought up your painting and some <laughs> of the other things, let's, can, can we talk a little bit about some of the other things that you do as well? Sure. Because, because just going to your website, you've got um, a bunch of different things here that you do. Let me head over to your website real quick. I've got like all the tabs open of all the things that you do. And I'm cycling through a lot of tabs here. <laughs> Okay, 
so I'm here on Miss Manda. Oop, hang on one second. MissManda.com. Right? Miss Manda. Miss mm-hmm. Manda. And, but then it's the like Wix site. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then again, I'm going to put some links on here mm-hmm. for everybody um, so you can go. And you've got, um, you've got illustrations, you've got costumes, sculptures, and then, of course, makeup. Um, tell me about this website. This is, is this your, like, a portfolio? You send folks here to kind of see your current so, work? So, yeah, or? it's just pretty much a portfolio where I just send people um, to for stuff. Um, and if I need them to go to, like, a very specific category, I will just honestly tab it. I used to have a much more, like, official.com, um, but I got tired of keeping the domain, so I just put everything on a Wix site, and it was just easier that way. Um, but pretty much, uh, you know, I'll just put, like, the best of whatever I have available or that fits uh, the category for what I'm, you know, going for. Um, just to display on there. As far as, like, anything very specific, usually, like, um, I will have, um, I have, like, private one so if someone's asking oh i need to see like a very very specific like look like if someone wants to see like theater sketches or something like that then i have like a pdf file for that um and and whatnot but other than you know other than that that's just pretty much where every you know everyone can go and i realize and like it's one of those things where it's like i didn't like the idea of having so many domains for everything because i'm one person um and i wasn't ashamed of having multiple skills but Quite a few times, I have noted, and I've, I've come to, I've come to actually be a little bit more make peace about this, is that um, some people actually take issue with the fact that I would have all that stuff on there, and it's like, oh well, we don't quite exactly get what you do, and it's like it's very much laid out. That is what I right. do. <laughs> um, it's right here. And the mind, you know, and the mindset that it took me to realize and figure out is that not everybody, you know, has a multiple skill or at least puts in a lot of effort to, you know, diverse the skills. Yeah. So in your mind, if you think only something can be done one way and that that's the only skill you learn, and if you're trying to learn multiple skills, you're not as disciplined or anything, that's the really weird stigma behind being the jack of all trades, so to speak. Hmm. But when it comes time down for like, you know, employment and stuff like that, especially like in the whole situation we're having right now, being the jack of all trades is kind of much more helpful because if you happen to not get work in one department, you're much more easier to pick up work somewhere else because you're more open to the idea of being flexible. Mm -hmm. So if you've only done this one job for 30 years, this and that, it's going to be real tough for you to move on to something else or be open to a new idea or a new way of doing something because you just know this one thing. Um, and it's okay, and if that's if that's how you feel, that's entirely okay. But it's also, you know, you shouldn't shame other people who like having that variety. Sure. Um, and also, I realize that sometimes it can be out of fear. A lot of people are afraid of learning something new, um, so they may feel intimidated talking to someone who, you know, is doing a whole lot because that'll reflect back on them, like, oh, maybe I'm not doing enough. But nobody wants to really admit or say that about themselves, sure. and in turn, they'll feel that way. And I've had a few people actually confess to me over the years, like they like like years would go by and some and like people would randomly just tell me like they were so afraid to talk to me or be my friend because they didn't think they could be my friend. And I was like, well, why? And I'm like, well, you did so much stuff. And I just did this. I was like, so I was like, I just don't like being bored. And I just like learning new things. And I was like, and on top of it, you know, I was a bit of a loner. 
because none of yeah. you would talk to me. So uh, I had to spend my time elsewhere. Right, right. Where skills came from. It's a catch you know? too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, but they, but everyone admitted they like they thought I was like the coolest person to know, or they thought, or I get called diplomatic an awful lot. Huh. Um, because of the way I handle things. I also ran a lot of programs in school, so that was another reason. Um, <laughs> and I did, like, you know, a lot of humanitarian stuff on top of all the skill sets. So to me, it just it was just some, it's a natural thing to do. So for other people, I honestly don't realize that could seem like intimidation. I like, mm-hmm. I like inspiring other people. So when I say that I have a hard time talking to myself about what it is that I do, is I, it comes from that insecure. I don't want anyone to feel bad, like especially if they themselves aren't sure about something and they see someone else like, oh, I'll never get there. I absolutely don't want anyone to feel like that because I just told you I literally was over here scaring my mom with eyeshadow. So, <laughs> you know, everything yeah. is absolutely yeah. doable. Absolutely. And, you know, and there's no, you know, start, you know, there's nowhere to start, begin, and, you know, don't ever feel like you're too old to do something either. And if someone tells you you are, I can't curse on here, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can pretend to Right. Um, I'm a firm believer in that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't start this whole cosplay thing until I was, I think, in my late 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in my mid-40s now. Really? Yeah. You younger than me. <laughs> Oh, I'm 45. Oh my goodness, I'm 32. I literally thought you were what? younger than me. Thinking like 23. I'm like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> okay, you're officially my favorite person now. <laughs> you know what? It's just all that sun I don't get because I don't go outside. Mm-hmm. I stay inside and I make my projects. You are professional, and yes. you've been doing this professionally for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I mean, we're we're running we're running a little bit late with this podcast, but I really want to talk to you about um, your experiences in the industry um, and how how things might have changed over the years or things that are mm-hmm. wonderful about it or things that you, if you're willing to talk a little bit more um, um, about your, your yeah, experiences. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, like anything like I'm saying is based off of like my own experience Sure. And please don't take things personally. And I'm just across the board for anyone listening, um, you know, because we're in a very reactive like time yeah. time period now. And, you know, like I said, change scares the hell out of people. And you don't often sure. want to hear the truth about something. Yeah, um, so I entered I've always been a part of entertainment in some sort of fashion um, as a hobby and a skill since you know I was younger. Um, and I honestly did not make it a career choice until I absolutely just did not like my my administrative job. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like my, my first job that I had when I was, I think, 22. Um, but I long to entertain. And what I mean by that is I love doing anything that inspired somebody or put a smile on their face and made them go, wow, I wish I can do that. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and one of the things, I'm like a dinosaur at the moment. Um, and one of the things, you know, that was challenging for me was the fact that like, um, I love special effects makeup, but unfortunately I never saw anyone with my face and people take that for granted an awful lot or don't really think about how that affects um, someone, especially when you're growing up in areas, you know, as a kid, when you're being told how the world works and like, mm-hmm. you know, the most general, the population does not get to grow up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me being a little black girl, 
you know, the thing you don't want to really hear as a kid is that people aren't going to like you, um, you know, for no reason, or they may give you a hard time and then trying to process that. Now, a lot of times people will, you know, internalize that um, and, you know, kind of wear that as a chip on the shoulder. And I honestly, I understand how that happens. For me, I'm blaming it on my Leo moon and my Aquarius sun literally uniting in stubbornness and fire, holy matrimony and deciding <laughs> we are going to do this yeah. and we burn everyone who tries to stop us. Good. So yeah. I pretty much made this dead set mindset that I just, I wanted to be, you know, as unconventional as possible. I do not come from an unconventional family. That is, that is the, the big shocker for most people see my family. They're like, this is your mother. <laughs> my mom used to model, so I will leave it at that. So very poshly. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you have me who wears all black, and I usually right. have like lavender hair and special effects makeup. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Um, okay. so, you know, I didn't want to do what everyone else was telling me what to do. They're like, "Oh, this is the safest thing to do. This is the safest thing to do. This is too hard. This is too hard." Um, and I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to stick with that because at the same time, it's like, if I like this, maybe someone else like this, but maybe someone else might be too scared to do it because they don't see someone like them doing it. And like I said, that gets taken for granted because like, oh, there's plenty of examples. Like, yeah, but it means something a little bit deeper to see someone like you doing something because, and again, um, it makes you think, oh, I can do it too. Oh, sure. So, uh, so getting into, you know, special effects. Uh, the place that I was working at, my first job, like I said, the Bates Motel, it was out in uh, Glenside, PA. It was literally like a haunted hayride, haunted house, um, corn maze, like in the boonies type thing. Uh-huh. And I loved it. Um, you know, if people ever had any remarks or anything like that, I personally never heard them. Um, but at the same time, I'm also confrontational. So I lay down the law very quickly with people. I'm not mm-hmm. passive aggressive. And a lot of people ended up respecting me for that. So there was no transparency there. Um, So I worked there, I think, for five years, uh, five, six years. And I was so sad to go, but the commute to that haunt was like about two hours because call time was around rush hour and getting all the way out to the Uh, west part of Pennsylvania. Yeah. It was was, was madness. so in between that, I also did, you know, I'd also do other jobs like photo shoots and um, and whatever kind of indie work you can get, you know, coming by through here. And, you know, a lot and like, you know, a lot of times when it comes to like, you know, things, you know, being based on connection, that is true. Um, connection comes before skill and it's one of the most frustrating things um, you can, you know, get yourself in, involved with off the bat. But the other double-edged sword of the thing is, is, you know, networking sometimes also doesn't work in your favor because then comes the people being intimidated by you. Mm. Um, so I have, so I have had experiences where like I've worked with people and they, you know, will smile in my face and they seem to like me and stuff like that. Um, and then it'd kind of be like, you know, a bit of a sword in the back kind of situation or, you know, opportunities would come up. And they would pass them along to everyone else in the room but me. And again, me being confrontational, I'm going to talk to you about it and be like, hey, so I noticed blah, 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 blah. What's going mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. And the look on people's faces when they try to come up with the best excuse in the entire world 
And it's like, well, this is my specialty. Why would you go with, why did you ask so-and-so when they don't even do this particular thing? And it's like, oh, well, um, I had one person say, oh, well, we went to the same school. What's that to do with the job? (laughs) What's that to do with anything? You know, and it's one of those, and it's one of those things that also when you're working in this industry, there's that energy people put out to make or break you. So you walk around with this feeling in that you can't say anything or you can't really speak up for yourself because it might cost you your job. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mm-hmm. seem too hostile. You don't want to seem too unfriendly or a problematic person. Meanwhile, you are working with, no offense or anything, you're working with other, you know, mostly, because special effects in general is mostly a lot of white people. So mm-hmm. people will come over hungover, high as hell, literally bare minimal of skin and they are given the many 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 chances if i do one thing it is a huge target on my back and i wish i could honestly say that i'm making it up or i'm over exaggerating and i used to feel like that at first i would literally have talks to myself feeling like i was going nuts like i did one thing wrong why is like are you acting like the world is burning down Meanwhile, you know, other people around me are doing like the bare minimalist of things and I'm getting the third degree for this one, you know, mess up. And like, it's kind of like, it almost sometimes would feel like because like I myself would like put my personal self on a certain, you know, standard or level because I want to be seen at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And that if I do one thing, it breaks the illusion in their eyes sometimes. Um so, you know, I've had, you know, situations uh, where I thought people were honestly my friend. Um, and again, because it's networking, you know, you're, you know, they want to know your business, they want all this and that. And, you know, the next thing you know, you know, you're not getting called back for something or hired for something. And then you kind of hear a little bit down the grapevine, someone was a little bit too chatty and just, you know, said something, but rephrased it in a certain way that, you know, didn't sit right. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and a lot of other times, um, again, you know, you ask me what I'm doing and stuff like that. It'll strike a chord sometimes negatively uh, with with a person for a costume I, a job. I was actually super interested in trying to work in universities. I was trying to um, get some sort of teaching credit um, as a teaching assistant. And one of the guys that I was working with, you know, recommended me someone. Oh, talk to her. Um, cause she's, she's always looking for TAs, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. You know, so I, you know, so my experience with teaching was, you know, instructing at comic con panels and whatnot and going over, you know, makeup and costuming and stuff. So I was like, okay, perfect. And I have, you know, taught before, um, in school settings, excuse me, with kids. So, um, you know, we were talking, you know, we were talking and, you know, as I'm explaining my skill set, she said, oh, or she's like, I was looking for a stitcher and, and all these other things. I was like, well, yeah, I, I sewed like, but she's like, yeah, but a stitcher. And I'm like, yes, it's it's, it's sewing. I, I understand. And I I will pause to say that this is one of the things that are soup is very um, irritating that can be in costuming um, is the emphasis on saying the correct thing and what i mean by that is that um yes there's you know certain things that you you know code words and things like that you're you know you you can say but it still means the same thing you still know what i'm saying i know what you're saying okay i'm following you yeah yeah but people will just kind of like make that be like oh no it is this i'm like i know exactly what you're saying 
thank you. <laughs> um, so there's always that level of assumption that I don't know the terminology or or something. So people will be very, very extra when they're speaking to me about something. Um, and then when I have to go and demonstrate the skill, and it's like, oh, sh she actually knows her stuff and she knows more than I do. Now here comes that intimidation. All of a sudden, here comes the backpedaling on what it might have been an offer to kind of like, oh, here, let me throw you a bone and help you out. Now it's like, oh, no. So like the first like someone once uh, put it to me and I never honestly looked at it this way but until someone had mentioned that maybe I might have made them in fear of their jobs that I might have been seen as like, oh, if their employer sees me working, I better maybe, you know, I might get their position some or something like that and it's just like that's honestly never my my goal mm -hmm. and whatnot mm -hmm. but for someone to feel that certain way says a lot internally like I said about how you perceive yourself and your skills and your own limitations I don't set a limitation for myself so I will never be afraid of someone taking a job from me mm -hmm. even if they have a better skill I will be super proud if you could do something real cool right I'll be super awesome about that, but I will never go out of my way to exclude you from an opportunity out of the fear that you will take my job from me. I will go out of my way to make sure you get a job. And I have done that for people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, so what I had, you know, when, when I was talking about costuming, she's like, Oh, what type of costume? I was like, well, I work with, you know, mostly spandex. I was like, I sew anything. I was like, but I prefer spandex because not a lot of people like to work with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as, you know, I do high level detail. I told her, you know, like I mostly do a lot of costume, uh, replicas, you know, or on screen. I was like, oh, and her response to me, I think her turned her nose up. She's like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I sew like actual costumes. I don't make any, you know, thing off of other people's work. And I was like, have you oh seen a comic? <laughs> have you seen a comic book before? It was on paper. <laughs> I mean, granted, now comics and stuff like that is, you know, on, you know, in a movie and whatnot, yes. But before it was, it was paper and any, and some guy draw, drew it in the comic. Like, there are people that want to wear these things, but they don't know how to sew. So, you know, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. And exactly. there's just such That's, a, Sounds like such uh, a, like a, a double, like you wouldn't say that to, you know, anyone else. That's yeah. just. I can so, only imagine that how how unbelievably frustrating that maddening. It really is, and it's just and it's just like you know, and it's always that feeling of someone's always looking for a certain piece of information to discredit. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. I've had, and then I've also had other situations where I've been so helpful to go out of my way because again, I like helping people. So if I know something's going to work or better a situation for the entire whole, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to think about it. Um, but then there's other people that are always, you know, plotting in the background. Um, so thievery kind of comes up. And what is the worst thing to do is if you are not the most popular person in the room and someone, you know, steals an idea or things like that and they're parading around like, look what I came up with or my group came up with this. Hmm. You are not the most fave person in the world when you kind of casually mention um, Sure. Didn't I give you that tip the other day or didn't right. I do this for you or you were in my booth the entire time doing something right. or, you know, anything like that. And suddenly everyone's looking at you nasty, like, oh, how dare you try to right. this accusation kind of thing. And I'm just like, I'm very blunt. So I'm like, I'm not trying to accuse anyone. I'm pointing out the literal fact that you are using something I literally just did the other day ago or um, a few times 
we had a full discussion and you asked me to explain to you how I did something and now you're going back around parading like it was your own idea and then your friends and stuff are getting annoyed with me because I'm not letting you take the credit for it. I don't wow. understand that at all. Um, so, you know, but I will admit, um, you know, this, you know, for me, the experience and certain things, while I do like to persevere, I will admit that a lot of times stuff has held me back. Um, and not, and not in the way that people would think it was more so like I put a little spell on myself by internalizing a lot of things and just telling myself or more so focusing heavily on the, all these things going on mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm the, you know, the negative aspect of instead of seeing, instead of turning it into a much more uh, positive outlook. Because there's been times where, like, I would leave a job crying. Mm -hmm. There, there was a, I, like, had to walk away from a company because it got, it got really, really dark because I got tired of the underhanded backstabbiness. And when you wake up, you know, in the morning and you don't want to go to work or you're finding excuses to call out of a job that you absolutely loved for, like, a day because you need to, you just need yeah. the mental break. That's when you need to start noticing you should not be working there anymore. That's not the environment for you, no matter how much you're getting paid. Yeah. Um, I can imagine how so how, how hard it's, how much that would interfere interfere with uh, everything like your your work as well when you're feeling that way and in you know how much that must get in the way of a lot of 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 everything for you. Yeah, and I'm, and I mean, for me personally, I pers I personally see it not what I was doing, but like what was going, like usually would end up happening or would be going on as unprofessional. Sure. Yeah. Because again, Absolutely. everything is meant, you know, everything's meant to be, you know, networking. So networking means going to parties with people, being invited to these. I don't like the party. I just want to come and do the job and, mm -hmm. and go home. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, engage in anything where I'm going to end up doing something stupid. I don't want to, do that. but that's how people socialize nowadays, especially in this environment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of, they, you know, it would be taking a personal offense if you didn't, you know, want to go or sure. be seen or, you know, you'd be too good for these things. Um, but also if you're not getting invited on top of it as well, you know, I like, I didn't like the feeling, you know, for certain, you know, certain times um, on things where it's like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. We were in the chat, the group chat and blah, 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 blah. So we this and I was like, what group chat? Oh, um, yeah. So like, you know, we're doing this on bubble of blossom. If you want to come, that's totally fine. And it's just like, no, thank you. But thank you for letting me know there's a group chat <laughs> that oh I'm not a gosh. part of. Um, and you know, so it's, you know, it's one of those things, um, like I said, when opportunities and things come up, you know, you're hoping you're going to be, you know, the best candidate because, you know, you get like, oh yeah, that's great what you did, you know, good review or something, something like that. And then everyone else in the room is getting picked for the team, but you, and you're left standing there with you. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Um, and then on top of that, you know, when you're trying to branch out and then there's the monopoly going on as well, then there's an extra feeling of, do you really want to limit yourself to someone else's ego to appeal for, you know, possibly getting in, a shot to work on a really awesome budget movie coming in sure. for a recommendation or something, or do you want to, you know, let it go? So I would choose to like, let it go. So I will fully honestly admit that like, you know, my pride and ego would get kind of wounded from these things. And, you know, I could have chose to, to, you know, not say something and given, but that would not have been me. Um, but at the same time, you know, I do realize that like the way the game works 
you know, at the current moment or back then, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have to do these tactics in order to get, you know, where you're going. And then um, when you do get the opportunity to create your own thing, um, and this might even resonate for some people, is that what you like, especially now that we're all at home and stuff, you know, honestly, how, how many of us have been actually super productive the entire time we've been home? you know all the time in the world and you're thinking i could get so much stuff done i literally have like costume and clothing (laughs) sketches i was telling myself i'm getting this done i'm getting this done and now it's july 1st (laughs) right yeah you know yeah um, no i'm right there with you on that yeah not a lot getting done (laughs) and there's nothing and there's nothing wrong with that because that's also telling that's also telling you your body wise that you've been working at a level where you've never had a peace of mind before and you just don't know what to do with it and now that you do it's like what what am i going to do Um, and then on top of it, you're also sitting, and if you're like me, you're also sitting back reflecting on, especially how the situation's going, where do you go from here? What's going to come up, um, where you went wrong and things, um, how do you go about things? And then it can go two ways. It can go a way where it motivates you to, all right, we're going to put the plans in motion and take these little, little baby steps Mm -hmm. towards something different. Or it can go the opposite way where it puts you in this dark place where now you're kind of feeling like a failure. You're feeling like you're not good enough, especially when social media comes up and you're on Instagram and you're seeing other artists like, we're doing the daily challenge. They're putting out these full piece of pictures like every day. I cannot tell you how long it takes me to do <laughs> one of those things. And I, and I actually honestly realized up until now, I have not drawn anything new. I think I've drawn something twice and I have so many unfinished digital pieces. Um, and it's because I'm just literally sitting here in this like reflective mode, like thinking about like, okay, what's, you know, what comes next, what comes next? You know, they just yeah. announced Broadway is being shut down until 2021. I've never oh gotten gosh, to really? work on Broadway and I've always wanted to, and I've come wow. and I work with people who work on Broadway, but again, they never made the connection for me. So I've always been like, all right, well, I'm working up somewhere how, and this was like an entire year where I had like really big projects um, set up for this, myself. So this year, yeah, this year it, it sucked so much because the one theater that I worked at, you know, I was there. I was their um, head makeup person for their shows, and then they gave me the chance to design. And pretty much the designs were being based around what I came up with. That included the sets, the lighting, everything. Oh, that's amazing! I was like, "What? Are you so serious?" <laughs> um, and then. I was a guest um, for Dragon Con um, to do for their uh, podcasting track for voiceover and for the costume track. And most likely, you know, Dragon Con's probably, you know, I haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, but I can't imagine I think, that it's going to happen this year. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's a big uh, parade that gets put on around here. And, you know, I got hired as the costume designer and the set designer, they had me come in last minute for someone who uh, couldn't do the job as the makeup, uh, makeup, and I had to do uh, like a hundred and something people in four hours of detail makeup on an airbrush machine. Yeah, it oh was a fun God. show. Oh my God, that's incredible. Um, well, and, I'm getting, I'm getting the sense that if anyone can do it, can do something like that, would be you. Um, it's, you just... it's a. It's a skill set you pick up at a haunted house because it's like yeah. when you have 300, 500 people and there's only 12 makeup artists and you got to get everybody out in like three hours, yeah. you yeah. learn where to cut corners and still make it work. <laughs> um, so I had these really big, big, big things on it, like, you know, televised things and like being seen for once on this super huge platform. And I was just so excited because it's like, 
every time I felt like for the past couple of years, I would get that, you know, slice of the pie that almost, uh, and then something would happen. I'm like, Sorry. I feel like a bird who gets like shot in the wing as you're, as you're trying to take off. And it's like, why does this keep happening? Yeah. But there's always that repeat where it keeps being revisited a little bit more and it gets better a little bit time, but the same thing, it just never full makes it that full way up to the top. So, sure. um, so with everything going on, you know, like I said, you know, Broadway shutting down, I'm like, oh boy. And then I just found out uh, Cirque du Soleil is um, going yes. for bankruptcy. And I worked for them a couple of years ago. I didn't get to work with their costume department because they need union workers for that. But in, because they couldn't offer it to me because in the state that we're, um, Pennsylvania does not use union workers uh, per se for their shows. But oh. because their location was in Camden, New Jersey, but it was being advertised as a Philadelphia show, they had to abide by New Jersey standards and they needed union workers only. So I oh. could not apply for the wardrobe assistant position. So instead they were like, well, because of you, we love talking to you. We love like your entire personality. Would you yeah. like to be a VIP person? Um, and that was an incredible experience as well because um, I got to eat really amazing food. Um, <laughs> but also I got to meet some interesting people in the Tapis mm -hmm. Rouge. And then I got the best book of my life because um, you can't, this book is very hard to find. And I think it's about $300 now if you can come across it. But it is Cirque du Soleil's 20th anniversary costume book. Ooh. It's super huge and it details all the costumes from the beginning of the show and goes into the fabrics and everything. And it shows you all these behind the scenes. Oh, wow. And I saw it, they had it, and it was the last one because it was going out of print. And my uh, manager, um, Isabella, knew that I was into costuming, so she gifted it to me. And oh, it was at the end of the show, and they were packing up, heading up to Canada, back to Canada, and I was just like, I've had that book ever since, and I, I love it. And for someone, that, again, like I said, that works with spandex, getting to have that book and see. Sure, what a reference. All the stunts, yeah. What all the stunts they do. Oh, my God. And the tricks that they use for how to, like, for stitching and seams and stuff, especially in a spandex costume flexibility. Yeah. It is an amazing book if you can absolutely find it. Oh, that's, uh, obviously that's I, incredible. Wow. I, I, 300, but they did do a reprint a couple of years ago, so maybe for another anniversary event they may do it again, but yeah. you'd have to go to their official Canadian website, I believe, in mm -hmm. order to get this book because it's only available in Canada. Yeah. Oof. Um, well, gosh, I, I would love to get my hands on something. I'm sure that must be just a prized possession of yours to it, – it is. I, I, I love that. I love that book. We're like, make it a will. I need to be buried with the book oh, or something. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, Amazing. so it's like, but you know, so it's like, it's those little things where like, I understand if I was a different person, that probably would eat at my soul a lot more, yeah. especially, you know, when you're trying so hard. And you know, the thing that you, again, you get told, like everyone else gets told, you know, you do your work, Try your best, try your hardest, you know, maintain, you know, keep your head above water, be a good person, be friendly and whatnot. Yeah. But then and, you have all those other layers on top of yeah. that for so long. Yeah. And I come from a very, very multicultural family. So we grew up in this whole kind of bubble. So for me, it was honestly a reality breaker. Because, again, you know, you get told certain stuff. But, again, a multicultural family, you see everyone from around the world you assume everyone operates the same way. So I would just literally go out and operate the same way. Like, oh, everyone's nice. Everyone, no one has a shitty motive. And if something did happen, it was usually, oh, I was always at fault. That was the first thing. And that's the worst thing you can ever do is when something does happen, you know, when a situation, 
the instinct to just blame yourself because now you're telling yourself, you know, you weren't good enough or something was wrong. And without realizing that, a lot of people don't realize that by saying those little things, by, you know, especially if you call yourself trash, even if it's jokingly, you're putting this little mental spell on yourself that you don't yeah. realize is seeping into your subconscious, where even though you don't outwardly feel like that, internally you do. Yeah. And it shows up in the way how your motivation is. It shows up in the way of your awkwardness and social interaction. And now that um, socializing is, you know, even more weirder than before, like I've noticed, you know, over the years, people have become less um, intimate with each other. So having personal conversations, like talking to you is an absolute joy, by the way, because I often don't get I often don't get a lot, a lot of chances unless I'm on a panel talking to talk to another person, because it's usually they're very you know, it's either it gets very awkward situation where they don't know how to reciprocate the conversation or they want to keep it very short, go ahead and move Uh and not ingest anything. And they don't take the time to really set something in to learn or to really make that connection. So that's another reason why making genuine friends, especially in entertainment can be kind of hard is because again, they're looking at you for, are you going to help me get my next gig? And are you cool enough for clout on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so... Oh, my God. You know, and it it sucks to, to, you know, when you realize people are operating like that or, you know, they're being friendly with you and then they just because they just want to read and see all what you can do for them. And then they feel like, oh, we can't get nowhere with you. Whatever. And, you know, what? so that same like that same mentality that I had when I was younger, you're going to cast me aside. I'm going to take that time. I'm going to teach myself something else. And I'm just going to, you know, keep working on my own things. And if, you know, I don't get to, like I said, if you don't remain flexible in some sort of way, and if you're just focusing on just your one skill and that being your only opportunity, you will honestly miss other things that could come your way. Mm-hmm. And you never mm-hmm. know how great of an idea it might be, or it might even lead you to the original plan you had in mind. You just get taken on a bit of a boat ride but you have to try and that's pretty much where it comes from just just trying something different and what's worse saying you didn't do something because you didn't, you know you didn't want to give it a try and you watch tv or something or whatever in that yeah. same hour you could have tried this at no cost or anything or just it cost you a little bit of your time cut into a tv or a game or something yeah and see where you know and see where it goes um and yeah. that's pretty much what you know I would hold on to um as well and then also not not comparing yourself and that is yeah. a hard thing to do that especially really when you hard. see yeah yeah especially when you see other people at a certain level or other people who you've either worked with or grown along with and especially in working environments all of a sudden they're you know there and then but again it's all an illusion because again social media is real funny like that like a picture's worth a thousand words, but when you see someone in person, it's like, you know, yeah. um, you know it's, no, that's, it's, that's for sure. Absolutely. That's, I think one of the hardest lessons that I've, I've learned. Well, I don't know that it was the hardest one, but definitely there's a lot of, a uh, lot of opportunities for self doubt and to, to mm-hmm. put yourself down. If, uh, if that is, if it's, if you aren't trying to, prevent that from prevent yourself from falling into that uh frame of mind for sure it's really hard i mean even with just the little cosplay i mean i'm this isn't even my full-time thing um Mm -hmm. i can't imagine being a professional and having to deal with this every day in in your profession um but it, it sounds like some some solid advice or some words of wisdom for for people that might be 
starting out or, or maybe in it for a while and, and encountering the same, um, the same things that you have been uh, talking about. Yeah, and I mean, for, for sure, because like I said, everyone's experience is not always going to be the same, especially for certain days, but on a certain level, you can relate to something because you know you've had some a situation might not have been the same one, mm-hmm. but it gives you that peace of mind of knowing at least it's not me, right. you know, and making yourself think, you know, you're a little, you know, a little nuts and whatnot. So and I fully own up to the social media as well because I'm not very engaging and I see everyone with their, you know, bunch of likes and things. I will admit that's what honestly keeps me from posting and interacting online is because someone posts one thing, it has 10,000 likes in one second. I post one thing, I got four in like 12 hours. And dumb algorithms. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) or I'll see like, or I'll see like, oh, a follower drop and I'm just like, I automatically, I'm just like, oh, it's not worth the time's effort. And then I realized, you know what? Things take time because, again, the illusion. I don't know how these people started out from the beginning. I just started following them when they had all these followers. Right. But right. I don't know how long it took them to get that or if they paid for it. I don't know. Right. But the thing yeah, is, that's is perseverance. Thing. Um, and mm-hmm. at least trying. They, you know, and so the thing I had to have a conversation with myself in this whole isolation period was, are you willing to try? Because if this doesn't work out, if theater doesn't come back, if live shows don't come back, if conventions, you know, or how you know conventions as don't come back, yeah. what are you going to do? You know, and then every other second there's, you know, you're getting in the news, people are being laid off of work from like the regular average job. So it's like, all yeah. right, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I work with my hands. So I guess I'm considered more of like a blue collar person. Um, you know, I built stuff like I used to work for a model making company and I built some, um, a replica thing for NASA of, last year yeah last year um oh nasa has a so this is a random fact like i said a random fact <laughs> everywhere about me uh, nasa um and the space i forgot what is it the space conference i believe um and i think nasa was hosting i'm not sure but it's the axum space uh station you can look it up and whatnot i had to build a 16 scale replica of that and that was the project that was assigned to me from the company that i work so this no very way. expensive 16 scale model of the Asthma Space Station that I last time I checked was on tour in Europe at various companies is built really? by me. Oh my the, god! In, in, a basement, so, in a basement, so mind you, wearing pink <laughs> and black themed tools. It's the one thing that I like to annoy any um awesome. that I have is I specifically go out of my way to have my own pink and black tool. I will refuse <laughs> anything from them if it is not themed, or I will go out of my way. That's so, awesome. I love it. <laughs> so it's for that. And then um, some of the military 16-scale um, replicas of some of the latest military vehicles. I don't know if they've been unveiled before, like, future-wise. Um, some of their equipment gets, like, an upgrade and whatnot, so they need a model replica to show the new enhancements and things. And that goes on display for um, military trade shows as well. So 16-scale huh. replica. That Yeah. You keep, pulling, you keep pulling skills and experience out of out of yourself like like you're pulling stuff out of a hat it's just like, like I magic said, it's, a, it's, a, it's a casual it's thing for me and i actually got <laughs> i actually got called a compulsive liar by someone because i had mentioned these skills and like are you a compulsive liar? and i was like no i just have a lot of hobbies do you do one thing i'm sorry you know so that's, um, that's but yeah. yeah but so so, you know, having those little things and those little side jobs, okay, I have those, 
but it's not again not long lasting because once the um, the budget for the military started getting cut, we started getting less and less offers. So then I ended up going back to theater. I took a break mm-hmm. um, for half a year, and that's what I was doing. I was in a basement building stuff for NASA and the military. <laughs> That is amazing. I still, that is, that is just astounding. Oh my gosh. So it was just like, you know, and then come back to theater and I'm like, I miss this. I miss, you know, all this, but like now it's like, what, what do we have now? Um, so I'm personally trying to, my goal for myself is to actually put myself out there. And because of, you know, like I said, I like helping people and I've done so many panels and I've gotten asked over the years about tutorials, what Mm -hmm. I actually do some stuff. And I always said no or that I would and I would make some sort of excuse out of, you know, again, a fear of people not liking me. This is actually the first time um, you're actually one of the first people that actually, I guess, actually see me in person. So anytime oh. I've done interviews over the years, it's usually a podcast of just audio. Oh, uh, OK. If you actually scroll through my Instagram, you will very seldomly find a photo of me. And there's two reasons for that. One. I just liked always be remaining this mystery where I always wanted the work to, sh- you know, sure. show for the, itself and like yep. me for that. And then the other that. one is for the unfortunate reason, um, and which I've always had to do for jobs as well, is that I had to hide my face because I didn't want anyone to not hire me if they found that I was a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I had that happen where I will talk on the phone and they'll be so excited because they look at the skill set and they're like, oh my God. And then I get there for the job and then suddenly it's like, um, yeah, no, you know what? I'm, so, you know, something, 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 or if they do hire me, they make it the worst, <laughs> the worst experience ever. Oh, um, and I just realized that, you know what, I got to stop hiding because what I don't hide, what I don't show my face, I, it defeats the purpose of setting that bar for someone else to feel like sure. they can do something because yeah. me putting the work out there and you see me obviously at a convention, that's one thing, but the internet is, you know, everywhere. So you're actually one of the first people that actually gets to see me on camera because usually no one sees my face unless you're at a convention. <laughs> well, I I have had such a fun time talking to you. And um, and I really like, um, I've done a, a few audio only interviews and mm-hmm. I really, really prefer talking to a face um, mm-hmm. because I feel like there's a personal connection there that is just not possible um, when you're just talking to someone on the phone, unless you've talked to that person on the phone before, or you know that person personally, it's just, um, I've always preferred this. So thank you. Thank you for let, allowing me to, to interview no, you like this. Cause I think it's awesome. been great. Like yeah. I, like I found the Facebook group and I thought it was so cool. Cause like I said, I, I you know, I build stuff as well. So I was like, oh, there's a group. Oh, <laughs> you guys trying to like mansplain everything to you either. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So yeah. I love seeing everything (laughs) and then also like very helpful how everyone is. I mean, I don't interact a whole lot, but I just see everyone posting and I'm just always looking at these amazing costumes, especially people who do stuff with LED lights. Oh my God. I'm, I need to teach myself. I have an Arduino kit and I have an electronic. It has been on my list to get something other than blinking light system or bread box. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, do you know, so one, one of the guests that I have interviewed as part of this um, series, um, I talked to her just a couple of weeks ago, I just have to uh, edit it and post it. Um, Sophie Wong, are you familiar with her and her work? 
name sounds super familiar. Uh, you gotta go check I'm her. Really, I'm better with people's faces than I okay. am with names. I'm so honest. <laughs> you might. I'll, I'll send you the link for her um, because I think you'll really enjoy her stuff. She she has a couple of tutorials and she is all about. She is just a designer. She's worked in. She's worked with the Seattle Opera. Um, so oh, she so she started, um, and I think that her job, her role there was more administrative at first, but she definitely has a costuming uh, background and designing, and she has been kind of teaching herself the, all of these things along the way, and so she's been doing this for a, for a while now, uh, but she has um, some um, some tutorials, and there's a, there's a uh, book, and oh my gosh, it's like completely escaping me what it's called, but I will have to... Listeners, I'm going to put a, another link to her stuff because it's amazing and you need to go look at it and, and learn from her. But her her whole philosophy is that she teaches herself um, LEDs and electronics and little devices as mm -hmm. she to fit the projects that she wants to make. So it's not that she's like, oh, I want to learn about this LED and, and let's think of a project that I want to use this for. Um, she's like right now she's making a, a, a costume based on a character that is holding this big giant orb it's like this organic mm -hmm. like light thing and so she's like well how do i figure this out and so she's designing and learning along the way and, and making this this uh prop to go along with it and then she takes that information that she has learned and she turns around and she teaches teaches it in a tutorial or she writes do, does a a little um a write-up or something but she's mm -hmm. very inspiring and um her she's got this book that is all about like basics and getting started with Arduino stuff and an Adafruit um, based thing. So I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a link to her stuff. Oh, she's, wow. She's one of the, has like some interesting stuff. I, I discovered yeah. their things because of the Ghostbusters proton pack um, yes. kit that they have. And I was yes. like, yes. like <laughs> I have a speed, I have a humongous 3d printer and Ooh. I literally, I have the uh, I have the creator the Creality um, 10s5, so it's the oh. one that has the bed that is 500 millimeter by 500 millimeter. That is just and insane. <laughs> I was just like, wow. I've been I've been like I like I barely get to use this other than making like stuff for the for mass lately. But like I re the last thing I printed off of it was um, the Pip Boy for Fallout 4. Okay, and. I had this because I wanted to make more props with it, and I was just like, the next thing that I plan on doing um, is, I'm currently filming myself making um, Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels costume, and I I, I love her, and awesome. I have this weird goggle helmet thing that she usually wears. Um, I made that out of a pair of goggles and a broken pair of Hello Kitty um, headphones. Oh, no kidding! And it's Wait, oh wait, here's this ridiculous thing. I'm like, where is it? It's literally, <laughs> this is what I made like three years ago. And oh, it pivots oh, and everything, but... so it does rotate, so I can like actually like put it, like, it's hard to do. But like if I glue this to the thing, it actually does rotate that I can pull it down on the head part. But, you know, it's not exactly as like how, you know, hers is. And I was like, you know, I have this 3D printer and like I use the 3D, uh, 360 Fusion. So I'm like, maybe if I just take some time out to like actually build the correct like hardware and whatnot yeah. for her. And then if not, if it ends up terrible, I still have this. I yeah. still have <laughs> Oh no, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. 3D printing as well. I you know what? We're we're gonna have to probably just maybe talk again sometime. Um I would honestly love to. I have no qualms about that. So <laughs> Okay, good. 
<laughs> yeah, because like, there there are things we that I I had on my yeah, list. I mean, that if you're, I'd if love you're to talk open, about, but if you're yeah. open to it, um, yeah. you can set like a theme or something, and I will just talk about. I will talk about. Obviously, I can talk a lot. Okay. So <laughs> I can talk about that particular one to make it a little bit more like awesome. topic specific. So okay. Like, <laughs> I yeah, you know, I this has been so much fun though. And I, and I love that. I love getting the chance to get it, to take a, a deep dive into something, even though I feel like we just skimmed the surface mm-hmm. of um, everything that you are, everything that you do. And I just want to know all the things. And I just, I've just had a really fun time talking to you. It's been really fun. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I feel like we're cutting this short, but we've been talking for like, it's entirely fine. I know you have like a segment, <laughs> you know, time frame it needs to be. That's crazy. No, that's totally fine. Um, and uh, I know that a lot of the people that watch this, they'll put it on in the background and they'll listen or they'll come back to it. And, and maybe I'll break this up into two parts. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, so let's let's definitely do this again. And um, we'll talk more about other things or we'll get you we'll we'll get you maybe i can convince you to do like a little like another another chat like in the group or something i just signed up for zoom so we can do like a i don't know my mind is always like trying to trying to get people connected to each other you know like trying mm-hmm. to get 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 all of that all information shared and and all that so um but before we go can you um tell us one more time where we can find you and your work um so we can come follow you and support your your stuff uh so my makeup you can find me at mfx makeup um on instagram i also have a facebook fan page there's barely anything on it um my regular main um, instagram account where i usually will post artwork or whatever like little behind the scenes working on is a forsaken fairy and it's f-o-r-e not f-o-r that is an entirely different lady (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, and my main portfolio website is um, miss m i s s dash manda m a n d a h dot com, and that just pretty much just has you know everything in categories uh, broken up. And if anyone has any questions, you're always free to like message me or anything like that. I love, like I said, I love helping people, and I love being able to at least you know give some sort of advice in some sort of way. Because if I've done the last year, what is for someone to do the same stupid mistake? Um, <laughs> So I'm so I'm very 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 much approachable. So if you absolutely have, even if you think it's long winded or a weird thing, even if you think it's weird, definitely message me. By the way, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that is awesome. All right, all right, listeners, you know what to do. Get your questions. Yeah, I would, I'm I'm really excited about the next time talking. Um, the next time we get to chat because uh, it's going to be fun. I'm going to have more questions, or maybe we'll have like a Q and A or something. I don't know. Yeah, lots of ideas. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm open yeah. to it. This is yeah. like super awesome. Fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, listeners, you know what to do. Go and find all of those websites and social media accounts. Follow them. And um, yeah, thank you very much again for spending so much time with me and talking to me about all this stuff. I've had such a great time. And everyone, thanks for listening and thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye.